PC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhart earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM on your radio dial. Don't forget about our digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Check us out on our social media platforms 
at Eric underscore Asher on X, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and we're now on Threads. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher, and you'll find that. This week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, uh, we're going to be joined by Les East of CrestedySports.com and Saturday Down South. We'll talk Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans, as, again, they are getting ready to start their season. Uh, we'll actually look back at the Pelicans' first game, because that will be on Thursday at 1 o'clock with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV. And then here come the rebroadcast. Set your DVR and you'll never miss the show. 6 p.m. on WLAE-TV on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLA-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, always at EricAsher.com, always on our WLE, on the WLE-TV YouTube channel, and always on our social media platforms. All right, on the program today, we're going to be joined by Sean Vazan of Fox 8 Sports in his new time slot, 4.35 every Tuesday. And then uh, we'll be joined by Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports at 5.35. And um, we'll talk Saints, LSU, Tulane. We'll try to get the Pelicans with um, with Sean, but we'll concentrate on the Saints and really going to concentrate on the Pels with um, uh, with uh, Fletcher at 5.35. As, again, they get ready to start their season on uh, Wednesday night uh, at Memphis. And, of course, uh, uh, Ja will not be there. He is out, suspended. Uh, Steven Adams is out for the year. Uh, so, again, they have some injury issues. Of course, we know from today Alvarado will not be available on, um, on Wednesday night. He'll be out for the next two weeks uh, and be reevaluated after that because of the ankle injury that's not healed. Uh, we know Najee Marshall will be out with a knee injury. And, of course, Trey Murphy will be out again with his knee injury. Murphy not expected back until at least the beginning of December, maybe, okay? And, of course, it's about two weeks, and then um, uh, Najee Marshall will be, re- will be reevaluated. Uh, and that means Larry Nance, at least right now, looks like he'll be playing, and that's really good news for, for the Pels. That, again, especially with him having to play against um, you know, uh, you know, smaller centers, his athletic ability, et cetera. And, of course, again, the leadership he brings on the court. So we'll talk about the Pels more in the second hour. Uh, but I want to remind everybody about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Yes, <laughs> man, I tell you what, it's hard to believe that we're going to, you know, uh, you know, what, 83, 84, 85, when we should be in the 70s. But, again, that's, you know, New Orleans fall, right? A little tease with with a cool front, and then next thing you know, boom, here we are, back in the heat again. You need your air conditioning working, and you need it working properly. If for some reason, again, the um, the, the hot summer is taking its toll on your AC, call my friends at Burke. They'll be there for 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call for they come to your home or your business, taking care of only the work that's necessary. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you need a new system, they offer you, again, and some great brands like Amana. I also, again, ask you that if you have a gas heating system in your home or your business and you have not had it inspected by a professional yet, allow Burkhart to inspect your system, clean your system thoroughly so it'll be ready for the upcoming uh, winter months. Uh, again, uh, as John Burkhart told me a long time ago, uh, making sure that you do those inspections on your air conditioning system early before the hot summer months is to make sure that they, they, they work. Uh, it works through, through the hot summer months. Uh, the heating system is all about safety. So, again, if um, you have a gas heating system before you crank it up, call my friends at Burkhart. Have them come out there and inspect and clean that system thoroughly for you. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right. Oh, man, so much to get into. All right. Um, I want to talk a bit about what's going on with the Saints. Uh, you know, things have kind of come full circle now uh, with, with, the, uh, with the offense. 
A lot of people, again, I watched Doug Mouton last night on his four-down breakdown that he does on fourth down. On, on, I'm sorry, on, on Channel 4. I have not seen fourth down on four or final play or, or the game on yet. Hope you'll get, get, catch those tonight. But um, one of the things he talked about when, it, when, when as he opened up the segment was that he felt really much more comfortable with the offense after seeing what they did and coming back against Jacksonville. Um, I'm not sure I feel the same, okay? Uh, no disrespect to Doug, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Uh, but um, the, the issue is what changes did they make in the mini-buy to be able to make that quarterback feel more comfortable? And, and again, I'll, I'll talk about this soon, but, again, I've said this over and over again. I don't think dumbing down the offense is the answer here. I think there are a lot of lot lot of problems right now within that offense, and, and problems that, sh- that you should not be having as you're going into Week Eight. I know again they were able to move the football when they went no huddle, when, when they went tempo. Look, that's this offense. This offense is tempo. This offense has always been at its best when it's been tempo, and I'm not sure again why they got away from that. Maybe it goes back to again when Winston took over with with Peyton and Peyton was was trying to be deliberate with again and where he, how he was going to get you know what he was doing etc. But again, Peyton is in is in Denver now. The offense is here. Carmichael's supposed to know how to run it. He has not done a good job of doing that. So this again, they, they, you would hope that, that this mini buy would cure what ails the Saints' offense. But I think it's going to take more than a ten day break, where players take off on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, okay, to turn things around. This offense has so much talent. And that's the thing is that is blowing people's mind right now because, again, it's a train wreck. Now, look, it starts with the protection issues. And, yes, they've been there since game one. And, and I get that's kind of the genesis of the offensive issues because it's been kind of a ripple effect. Your $150 million, 10-year veteran quarterback is shell-shocked and injured. Okay? You see that. That's pretty evident. I mean, you, you could be a one-time, first-time fan, just started getting into the game, and all you got to do is, is see his body language on game day. He's not comfortable. Not comfortable. Now, some quarterbacks can shake it off, press on, not allowing the pressure to bother him. But, but Carr doesn't seem to be that type of quarterback. And I go back to his time in, 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 in Oakland and Vegas. Look, I don't want to compare him to the standard of Saints football, which is Drew Brees, right? Because that's unfair. It's an unfair comparison. Although when he signed, he sure sounded like Breeze, didn't he? He said all the right things. Almost like, again, he went and listened to everything Breeze had to say, came here and just, boom. I mean, everybody's like, whoa, is this a set coming to true Breeze? Well, we knew he wasn't on the field. But, we, again, we thought he could maybe lead like Breeze. That hasn't happened on the, uh, so far. Now, this, you know, the fact this offense was, culti- was created and cultivated over time for Breeze, I mean, this guy, you know, he just got here for the most part. Look, as a side note, this offense isn't the same with Carmichael calling the plays, okay? He's no Peyton or Breeze, but I digress. Breeze played in this offense for 16 years. Carr has been in this offense for seven games. So there's that. But the reason why, as an organization, you sign a 10-year veteran is so you don't have to deal with the growing pains of learning an offense, learning the terminology, and where to go with the football. Checking out of bad plays, delivering the football accurately and on time. I mean, that's why you do this. That's why you go out and get a veteran and you pay him $150 million. A guy that, again, that, that has played, you know, uh, what, 149 games? 
After seven games, Carr's played like a rookie, not a 10-year veteran, with 149 games under his belt. Doesn't have command of the offense. The film doesn't lie, okay? He's checking down. He's not allowing his receivers to get a chance to be to get open. He's inaccurate throwing the ball. He's throwing the ball into double coverage at times. He's missing open pass catchers. And honestly, if you just look at it, his mechanics are off. Not taking the proper drops. Not feeling where the rush is coming from. Not stepping up when he needs to. Sliding away from the pressure when necessary. Or feeling, again, feeling pressure that's not there. He's done it in spurts, but he hasn't done it consistently. And again, I could go back to, again, previous shows and talk about, man, Carl looked good doing this. He looked good sliding. Again, he felt he stepped up when he should. He was delivering an accurate ball. It's just not consistent. Again, that's not how a $150 million 10-year veteran who started 149 games in the NFL should be performing. If he's more hurt than the Saints are letting on, or it's just the fact that he's unsure of himself, that he starts to fall back in the bad habits that got him run out of Las Vegas, that's an issue. That's an issue. The team has done everything to make him feel comfortable in this offense, including, again, bringing in John Gruden, who has been blackballed by the NFL, right, to help shape the offense around what Carr does best. I mean, who knows him better than Gruden? Maybe Dennis Allen, who drafted him, right, and then shut him out last season when he was the Raiders' starter. So not only did he draft him, he knew the strong points and the weak points of, of Carr's game and was able to shut him out last year. Shut him out. Carr is a, a huge part of the issues on offense. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure if Winston or Hainer could, could not be a better option at this point, especially if Carr continues to struggle. And I'll say it again, the tape doesn't lie. This continues that there should be a change. Maybe he needs to sit and watch a little bit like Penning, right? Get some mental reps. I'm not sure at this point. But you sure shouldn't be having these problems, these fundamental problems that we're seeing right now within the offense, his drops, throwing the ball accurately, throwing it to the right person. It's not being captain checked down. But he's not the only one with dirty hands on this offense. His offensive coordinator is out of his league. Carmichael is not a game-day play caller. And the fact that Dennis Allen is refusing to acknowledge this is going to cost his team. You've got Curry sitting there, waiting in the wings. He's a former quarterback, okay? Look, you can still have Carmichael help create the game plan and script the plays along with Carr and Curry as they sit down, and, 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 and I'm sure Winston's in that, in that, in that room as well, uh, Hainer. But there needs to be fresh ideas and fresh eyes when the game is on the line, okay, when, when the bullets are flying for real. You know, again, I'll just throw, th- you know, everybody's saying the same thing. Not just me. Why the fade routes? Where's Jimmy Graham on third down in the red zone? So many issues with personnel groupings and play calling. And then we, you know, we hear, well, maybe they need to kind of pare down the personnel groupings. Man, look, I don't want to hear that crap. Okay, I just don't want to hear that kind of crap. All right, because this was once an offense that dictated to the defense. They put the defense on its heels. It's a shell of what it once was. And it's not talent, ladies and gentlemen. It's not talent. Talent's there. It's coaching. I'll get into that a little bit later on. Alavi and Shahid, they need to be put in check, okay? They have done nothing in this league, zero, okay? 
not running running the proper uh, routes, quitting on routes, unacceptable. And then their body language sucks as well. It's too early for this diva crap out of young wideouts that have done nothing. Nothing. Look, Carr's also guilty. He needs to look in the mirror before he starts calling out wide receivers and screwing up. There's no doubt about that. But I'll say it again, dumbing down this offense in a sophisticated NFL where, again, you have so many analysts, so many coaches that are breaking down film, okay, exposing weaknesses is not an option. I mean, if you could do that, go with Hayner. I mean, seriously. I mean, are, is Derek Carr and the pass catchers, are they on, on, on the field after practice working out? Are they doing this? See, this is what Breeze did all the time, Okay. Breeze worked with his receivers, made sure he had timing, et cetera. Off-season, you know, taking him to San Diego, whatever you had to do. Are they doing the extra film work together so they're on the same page? Are they talking these things out in the film room? All right? And how much of that was done during the mini-buy, much less, o- much less OTAs? Because this is week eight, ladies and gentlemen. They're still making preseason mistakes. Unacceptable. And finally, Dennis Allen doesn't get a pass here either. He wanted and signed Derek Carr. That's his guy. He doesn't trust Jameis Winston. Hainer's too inexperienced to be thrown to the NFL Wolves. So he is on, 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 on he is responsible as much as again anyone else. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like it. Didn't like it from day one. Didn't like it when he took the job. Don't like it now. Don't think it's going to work with this group. I'm sorry, this Alan Kindler gentler approach to head coaching is not working. I said it last year, okay? This is Peyton's team. Yes, he's put some different parts in it over the last year, two years, but this is the nucleus of his team was built by Sean Payton. They had been motivated by fear during his time here. The wrath of Peyton. Whether that was on the field during game day or, again, in, in the facility behind closed doors. You better damn well do your job or they'll find somebody that would. Remember Charles Brown? I've seen enough. He's, Peyton has gone out and made examples of players to put the fear of God in, in the rest of the team. Ever seen that out of Dennis Allen? Substitute teachers in charge. Allen doesn't put the fear of God in anyone. So you see wide receiver diva antics. You see a quarterback imploding. There's no discipline on this team. That went west with Peyton. This team plays with little discipline or high football IQ. It leaves a lot to be decided, i got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. That's a reflection of the head coach on every level in every sport. And this version of the Saints need to be held accountable for not playing up to their potential because there's too much talent on this team in a garbage division with a garbage schedule playing against garbage quarterbacks to be three and four. This coaching staff needs to be held accountable for the lack of discipline, the unimaginative offense. And everyone from Mrs. Benson to Dennis Lausha to Mickey Loomis to Parrington, to Ireland, needs to be held accountable for the 10-14 and 14 record over the last 24 games. Because we keep waiting for the switch to be turned on, right? Oh, they're going to get it. they got too much talent not to get it. There's 10 games left. 
on a garbage schedule playing against garbage quarterbacks. The next three weeks should be an easy win. But you know what? They've lost four games to teams they should not have lost to. Maybe Jacksonville. That's a playoff team. But the Bucks suck. Green Bay sucks. And Houston, one day will be good, but it's not today. I don't think that the talent on this team has been overestimated. I think there's lack of discipline on this team. And that comes from the head coach all the way down. There's a a lack of, again, fearing for your job on this team. So you continue to make the dumb mistakes over and over again. The lack of accountability. We could hear them. They talk a good game, but we don't see it. You don't see it again in wins and losses. And we're spoiled. Sorry. I grew up in an era when the Saints sucked. You were happy if you got to 500. Those days are over. And there was too much talent left behind in the cupboard when Peyton left to be 10-14 and 14 over the last 24 games. Which leads you to saying that continuity has failed. Continuity has failed. But who has the guts in that organization to step up and make the change? So far, no one. So far, no one. And you wonder why fans are getting fed up. You wonder why fans are not going to games. They're giving their tickets away. The fans that are there are booing, again, at the drop of a hat because, again, they know good football. They've seen championship football. They know what good football is about. They know disciplined football. They know football with high IQ. They know the things that, again, that this team is lacking. And it's not because, again, uh, at this point, they have not been taught. We go back to the previous regime. They were better then. I mean, you would think the offensive line would get better with age. They regressed. They regressed. I mean, the makeshift offensive line played well better than your starters did. The makeshift offensive line you threw together last minute with a bunch of journeymen played better than, again, the first and second round, the first picks, over the first round picks, and, and the first overall picks that, again, you have littered on that offensive line. So there needs to be a coming to Jesus moment for this organization. Because I'm not sure, again, who's in charge of this rudderless ship. I mean, they thought they had it on autopilot. But obviously, again, this thing is, is careening down to the earth. It's ready to crash. So what's the answer? Blow it up? You can't blow it up. I've been telling you this for two years. The salary cap, the, the way the Saints are in the salary cap, you have to wait until the, uh, an influx of new money comes in, okay? You have guys tied down with, with, with multiple years of contracts that, again, if you try to get out, there's so much dead money you can't get out. So they got to play better. You're stuck with these players in a lot of cases. And then you add, again, to this $150 million quarterback that you got for at least two more years before you can get out. Everybody hopes that the mini-buy was the panacea for this team, that this is going to turn things around. But again, when, when guys take off on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you're three and four, and you know again you should be playing better, and you want to take the couple days off to rest up, that tells me all I need to know. And I don't want to hear, we were texting each other. Man, your asses should have been in the film room and on the field working out the kinks, because you got ten to go. 
And as of right now, it's been a disaster. So where's the accountability, ladies and gentlemen? From the front office, from ownership to the front office, to the coaching staff, to the players. Because this is not what we're used to. And maybe we're spoiled. Maybe we forgot what it was like. But this was not supposed to be a rebuilding team. And the reason why they're three and four is less about what their opponents have done to them and more about what they've done to themselves. The implosion of this team. And then you're seeing all the infighting and the body language on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> That's not winning football. And it's Allen not helping his team. I mean, I'll go back to it again. How do you have Tyron Matthew on, on Christian Kirk, which costs you the game? Yes, they missed three tackles, but again, schematically, you've got to be better than that, Dennis Allen. You're the defensive coordinator. You're going to put your safety on the fastest guy on the field and then expect again, when, when, expect everybody to make, make the tackle when he, gets, when he gets faked out? Nothing against Tyron Matthew. Maybe you've got to cover that guy when he's at LSU, but he ain't at LSU anymore. So schematically, there are issues as well. But the big issue right now is, can you ramp up the, the, the football IQ so they can start playing smart football once again? Can you get rid of, again, the, er the, the errors that continue to be able to plague this team? And you get, can, can these guys get in the playbook and be on the same page? Can you get an offensive line, and again, that's going to play with cohesion? And I have the quarterback on the heels. And then can your quarterback do what he's supposed to do, which is lead his team? A lot of dirty hands, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of dirty hands. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about my friends over at New Orleans Tuxedo. If you are planning a formal event, if you have been invited to a formal event, and you're looking for the best price when it comes to a, a rental, a one-time rental of a tuxedo, go see my friends over at New Orleans Tuxedo. Ray Boudreaux and, and his family have been doing it since 1963. $99 will get you a classic tux and any vest and tie combination. That's right, $99. $129 full-dress tails. Whether you're looking for a, 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 a tux for, for a Mardi Gras ball, coronation ball, maybe a school dance, maybe you're planning a wedding. Ray Boudreaux and, and the crew over at New Orleans Tuxedos will work with you uh, when you're planning a wedding to make sure, again, that again that you get the colors and the styles you're looking for because they have all the latest styles and all the latest color combinations you get everywhere in town and even on, in, online. Why pay 60 to $100 more for the one-time rental of a tuxedo or buy a tuxedo that's going to be out of style in a couple of years and maybe won't fit? Makes no sense. You're just throwing your money away. $99 will get you, to, again, the, the one-time rental of a, of a tuxedo, uh, and that's the best price in town. Classic uh, tux, any vest and tie combination, all the colors and styles you're looking for. When you're planning a wedding, my friends at New Orleans Tuxedos will work with you and the, and the wedding party or the wedding uh, uh, or your wedding planner to make sure, again, you got the right styles and the right color combinations you're looking for. And, again, if there are alterations that need to be done, they're done on site. There are issues, race taken care of it immediately. Why go anywhere else and spend more money than you need to for the one-time rental of a tuxedo when you go to, when you go to New Orleans Tuxedo, where less rent rentals are no problem, you get the best price in town, and you keep your money local. That's New Orleans Tuxedos, 4959 West Napoleon, 486-5309. That's 486-5309. Get the right color, the right fit, and the right price for your next formal event in New Orleans Tuxedos since 1963. We'll be right back. 
Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Injury Lawyer Studios, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Call 444-4444. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. OMG, hot and crisp nacho fries are back, and there's even more fries to love now at Taco Bell. But it's now or never. Yeah, these fries covered in bold Mexican spices with nacho cheese sauce are only here for a limited time. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time only, while supplies last. A little bit of the good news, northbound 55 is now open from the I-10 to Rudock. Northbound traffic has to exit at Rudock and southbound traffic uh, at the frontage road in Ponchatoula. So uh, then uh, can re-enter at Rudock there. So I-55 remains closed both directions otherwise, but now open from the 110 there. So good news. Uh, also seeing uh, some slow traffic 610 east at West End Boulevard to crash. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Oceana Grill, Bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10. Better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. If you're a contractor, professional business owner, maybe a business property owner, and you're looking for general liability, professional liability, builders, ricks, workmen's comp, 
Commercial property automobile coverage for commercial business customers. Dave Mann Insurance has you covered. Fifty, or They'll search over 50 companies for the best coverage for the best price. Uh, so, again, if you're looking for an insurance agent that has your back, uh, again, when you're looking for that insur- insurance insurance certificate so you can start a job and you can't find the insurance agent, no, you'll never have that problem over at Dave Mead Insurance. And, again, if you're looking for homeowners insurance, life insurance, any type of insurance, my friends at Dave Mead, they have you covered. Auto, home, life, business, commercial policies. They serve the entire metropolitan area, includes the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. They're your one-stop shop when it comes to insurance. It's Dave Mead Insurance. That's 504-556-0809 or D-A-V-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-N-C.com. I moved all my insurance to Dave Mead because of the service I get. If you're not getting the proper service from your insurance agent, try mine. That's Dave Mead Insurance, 504-556-0809 or D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-N-C.com. All right, Sean Vazana, Fox 8 Sports, joins us each and every week here at this time. Sean, how are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing great, Sean. Thanks for the time, as always. Wow. I don't think this is what we envisioned uh, as, again, the season. We we were were preparing for this season uh, with the schedule, the quarterbacks on the schedule, with, again, the talent that, again, that's on this team to be three and four uh, after seven games. And, um, again, hoping that maybe the mini mini buy was the panacea that that ailed this team so they could get this stuff straightened out, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Sean, uh, after seven games, at this mini break, where are these New Orleans Saints, in your opinion? Well, first off, I, the, the, we, we need to get to, a next, to the next game. I feel like I've dissected this game way too long because I, I don't know if it's right. the Thursday kickoff. I feel like I've just gone over and over and over way more than I normally would a, uh, a typical Sunday-to-Sunday type situation. Um, where are these Saints? Is that what you're asking? Uh, they're a team that's, that's not where they want to be. They're a team that uh, can't seem to figure it out offensively. They're a team that, um, frankly, should be better than, than, than what they are at this point. Um, I don't know if it's a silver lining or a good thing or a bad thing or it's just reality. Look, they're in a weak division, so that that keeps them that keeps them in the in the mix. Um, but frankly, they've been average, they've been mediocre, and uh, their record says that way. Their their record proves it. And um, now they have to regroup, refocus, hopefully refresh up this many by because uh, the last time anyone saw them play, it was. Um, it was a, a, a truly wild experience against Jacksonville uh, in front of the home crowd. So um, this week can't come soon enough. Uh, they've got to get back on the field and get to work. It just it just feels like this post-Jacksonville uh, loss has really just kind of hung over this entire city for the last mm-hmm. five or six days, wherever it's been. And um, they just got to get it right. And who knows how they, how they do that because um, here they are at three and four, no, not where they wanted to be through seven games. I agree. Sean, um, it seems like every film buff out there has broken down film on this Saints team, uh, again, within the last, uh, uh, you know, uh, since since the uh, Thursday night game. J.T. O'Sullivan, I'm sure, again, again nobody breaks the film down like you do. Talk, talk a little bit about what you've seen. Again, again, uh, there's been a, a lot of dirty hands on the offensive side of the ball, from Derek Carr, the offensive line, to the wide receivers. What are you seeing when you, when, when you look at the film week to week? Well, well, this week, well, first off, and this is not to be like, like uh, diplomatic or whatever, it truly is. If you pick an offensive performance throughout the season, pick one. Chances are each piece of the puzzle, from play caller to quarterback to receiver to offensive line to running game, they have all aided in this uh, offensive output that is just simply not good enough. Now against Jacksonville on Thursday, I thought it was the worst half of football Derek Carr has played in his what, seven games here uh, in New Orleans. 
Um, he, he, he missed, he had three huge misses. Two of those are probably going to be touchdowns. Um, he, he was once again, quick to the check, uh, a couple of times in the game, uh, didn't quite trust his eyes. Didn't quite, uh, you know, uh, just follow his progressions and where he should go with the football. Uh, times he had more time than he realized. Um, he was able to flip the switch at the pick six, um, and nearly pulled off the, the miraculous comeback. Uh, against uh, Jacksonville, but it wasn't enough. And they kind of got the ending they deserved with the drop ball in the end zone. I hate that for Foster, but it is what it is. You got to make that catch. He knows that. Um, and then obviously they couldn't get the job done on that fourth down play, a ridiculous fourth down play uh, that they called almost felt like a give up type play on the last play of the game there for them. Um, so pick, pick up a portion of the offense through seven weeks, and they've all aided in this. Um, and I thought against Jacksonville, this was probably. Uh, more on Derek Carr than anyone else, just because you just can't have those type of misses early in the game like he did. And it, honestly, and I think he kind of talked about this after the game pretty pretty quickly. The sideline blowups are becoming uncomfortable. He's gonna have to he's got to keep that in check as well, just because it's just it's just not a good look uh, every single time that something goes wrong. There's a there's a there's a disaster on the sideline as well. So um, that's where it's at. Um, I don't know how they get it fixed. Um, I you know Jawan Johnson comes back this week. Maybe there's some something there. Who knows? Um, but I just know right now, you keep going down the same path, you're probably going to get more of the same, which is a pretty pretty average, at best, uh, offensive output, which is not what they wanted this season. It, it's got to surprise you like it surprises me with, with the amount of talent they have with the skill positions to be struggling as much as they are in the red zone, to be struggling as much as they are to put points on the board. Yeah, uh, and look, I, th- that, that seems to be the mystery that cannot be solved. You talk about... I guess technically they were two for five this week. They were zero for three the week before. They were, I guess, what three for three against New England. They just they can't seem to find the right rhythm and balance uh, inside the twenty yard line. And right now, it almost feels like Eric gets in their head. I mean, it really is in their head. Even the Taysom touchdown. I mean, it took them quite a few plays inside the red zone to get the Taysom touchdown. Now, look, I love the play call to Taysom down there inside the uh, inside the ten. I guess that was more inside the five. But I'm to the point now where Eric, you get inside the ten, you got a fresh set of downs. I have no problem with seven running it until you get into the end zone. Now, that's where it's at right now because it feels like now it's a mental thing inside the 20. Like, oh, here we go. we got to finish. we got to finish. I don't know if they're pressing, not executing. Some of the route concepts they're running in the red zone is just it's just kind of outdated thinking, and it just it's becoming a mess. And it, it it's kind of symbolizes the team as a whole. It's just kind of this close but no cigar thing. When you have red zone issues, you're moving the ball. You're close to the end zone, but they just can't get over – uh, the goal line and break through this this sort of uh, you know they can't have this breakthrough that they want on a consistent basis to to have the type of offense that they want. So it, I know it's been said a lot, but it truly is what it is at this point. And until they prove otherwise, they're just going to kind of stay in this rut. You would think uh, Indianapolis, Chicago, Minnesota would be again uh, uh, three games that could get you right, but there are no guarantees here. Okay, I mean, especially the way this offense has been playing defensively, I give them a lot of credit again for the most part. Unless again, you know, there's been some times that, again that you know they've taken some time off where, where they where they where they you know should have played a full game. But for the most part, again, you, you can't fault the defense. Defense has played has been on the top defense in the NFL. But offensively, you mentioned outdated um, um, uh, play calling, outdated plays. I mean, these are things that again you do when you self scout in the off season, and, and then again during this mini buy. Do you anticipate changes over these next three games? Uh, uh, 
I, I don't know. First off, I'm not giving the defense a, the, nearly the pass that you are because I, I feel like they, they've, they have not showed up the last couple of weeks. The, the, the start and the finish of that game defensively was not good. Um, and I think the pass rush has disappeared. I think they've made plays uh, at certain times. But um, I, I think over the last couple of weeks, they've, they've dipped a little bit. And it sucks that they got to be great every week, but that's just what that's the standard right now. That's what they have to do uh, to win games, and they have not been. I think they've been good for the most part. But they've had spurts of bad, and I just think it's been um, they, they, they've they've aided in the struggle as well. Um, and I know the standard might be a little higher for them, but like you said, it is that's just reality of the 2023 New Orleans Saints. As far as changes go, not right now, uh, according to Dennis Allen. Um, we'll see as the week progresses, and we'll see as they get closer and closer to the bye week. But um, certainly sounded like. Um, they're out of the whole. We're growing. It's early. We got. We're, we're we're trying to figure it out. Like it sounds to me like they're ready for the results to be had now with this current group. And if it doesn't happen, then there's going to be some sort of substantial change. At least I would think. But who knows, Eric? It just um, it, there there doesn't seem to be any concrete sort of like okay, we're going in this direction. It just seems like right now they're in the let's play this thing out and see where we're at with this current group and. If that's the way, that's the direction to go. That's the direction they go, and I guess we'll see the result. All right, let's talk a little LSU. Um, again, we, let's throw Army out, right? Okay, I mean, uh, that was just a mismatch. Uh, but the defense has been playing better. Uh, Jaden Daniels finally getting a little bit of look-see when it comes to the Heisman voters, right? They're, they're finally uh, you know, seeing the, you know, the type of year he's had. Offensively, they've been a juggernaut. Uh, this is the week before, again, the biggest game of the season against Alabama. Um, Talk about the season thus far, and and what you anticipate moving into next week again versus Bama in Tuscaloosa. Well, look, they got everything they want in front of them uh, for the most part. Um, they're able to, you know, if they can if they can get a big win in Tuscaloosa, if they can, you know, run the table. Um, certainly, they'll be in the mix for, or at least in the discussion for, you know, uh, you know, big things at the end of the season. Um, I do think. Uh, Jaden Daniels has, has vaulted his way into the, the Heisman discussion, and, and rightfully so. I think the defense has gotten a little bit better. Um, and then you go against an Alabama team where um, I think LSU has the more explosive and, and really just more efficient, smoother run offense. I watch a good bit of Alabama. They seem to be a little bit of boomer bust, big play, sort of a little disjointed type offense, but they are able to kind of offset that with, uh, with big plays. Uh, but it's going to be an intense matchup. You know, uh, LSU obviously was able to win last year in Baton Rouge. You know Saban's going to be ready for this one, and they're coming off that bye week. But it really all hinges on this game, right, Eric? I mean, uh, Jaden's Heisman hopes, LSU's right. SEC championship hopes. Sure. The backdoor, the borderline, I guess, playoff hopes, you know, depending on what could happen, they got some help in front of them. It really all comes down to this game for them because if it doesn't happen in Tuscaloosa, it's not going to happen in – you probably stuck with another, you know, nine nine win season, something like that. But hey, look, you still have an opportunity here, and you know LSU is going to be ready for this. Yep, no doubt. Tulane, as you said, uh, about LSU has everything in front of them as well. Uh, again, a close game against North Texas. Uh, they kind of let up, let them back in, but they ended up winning the game at, at Rice this week, uh, at East Carolina, and they're back home against Tulsa, at Florida Atlantic, and, and they finish out the season against Texas San Antonio at home. It's in front of them to, again, win the AAC, get to the AAC American Athletic Championship, and, and somehow close ground on Air Force, which is in front of them in the polls, and possibly, again, might have that seat for the group of five in those New Year's Six Bowl games. Oh, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it, if they were able to run the table and get that back again for the second year in a row. Uh, I mean, stability uptown. The program is finally in the spot where 
uh, everyone had visualized it could be at some point uh, in time. And here it is that they've got to that point. Look, they, they should be, in my opinion, uh, they should be the favorite pretty much going from here on out. Um, uh, they should they should be able to, to beat every team on their schedule from here on out. Uh, I know it was a little – they got a little – I don't want to call it lazy, but they kind of let North, North Texas sneak back in there at the end, but they were able to take care of business. Sometimes that happens. I know it's, you don't want that to happen, but sometimes it does when you're dealing with uh, games like that. It certainly wasn't the uh, the best performance in the world, but they they left with a win, and obviously this is Tulane. So uh, you take them all – you take as many wins as you get, and you don't apologize for it. So um, I, I think everything is in front of them, and wouldn't that be something? They were able to run the table, win the conference, yeah. and get back into that New Year's Six once again. Uh, as a group of five team, that would be uh, fantastic for the Green Wave. Well, you don't play it on paper, right? But on paper, it looks like, again, they're, they're in the driver's seat here. Uh, SMU may be their opponent in, in the American Athletic Conference Championship if things go uh, chalk right now, and we'll see how that plays out. But Tulane looks, again, like, again, all, look, SEC offensive defensive line, great skill position players, a, a veteran quarterback. I mean, everything you're looking for they have right now. So mm-hmm. you would think that, uh, that again, if they play up to their potential, uh, that they should be where they want to be when, when, it's, when the dust clears. Absolutely. And the, like, like I said, Eric, I mean, when you were when you were able to return Willie Fritz, you were able to return your mm-hmm. quarterback. You, were, you have a uh, you're strong up front, the offensive and defensive lines. You have a uh, running back that's certainly emerging. Um, good linebackers. I mean, this 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 team arguably as strong as they were uh, a season ago, and who knows, could maybe finish with a better record. So yeah, fantastic times uptown for Tulane football. Pell start their season tomorrow night in Memphis. Again, Memphis will be without Adams and, and John Morant. Adams out for the year with a knee injury and John Morant on suspension. Uh, but this this um, this Pelican team, for the most part, stood pat. They, they added Cody Zeller. They added Jordan Hawkins in the offseason. Uh, they just picked up Matt Ryan, the, the former Laker, on, as a, on a two-way deal, a guy that can shoot the basketball. They got some injuries with Alvarado, who won't start the season, uh, Trey Murphy, and also Najee Marshall won't start the season with knee injuries. Uh, Alvarado has an ankle injury. Uh, but, again, this is a team that, for the first time in a long time, will go into the season healthy with, again, their big three. Sean, what are, you, what are, what are your expectations for this team? What do you think it's going to take to be in the top four in terms of wins, and, and do you think the Spells have what, have what it takes to get to that point uh, by the end of the season? Well, no, 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 that, that has to happen. I mean, they have to not just get into the postseason. They've got to make a run in the postseason. The, the bar, that, that's where it needs to be, and that's where it should be given where you're at with the program. The biggest, the biggest you know, uh, way to get there is to stay healthy. We know that. I mean, we know that. Um, and stop, you know, like I've said many times in your show, I mean, I am so sick of the hypothetical Pelicans. I want to see the real thing. And I'm very curious how they come out to start the season because I getting a little bit of an edgy tone from them, like a little bit of a almost like mad sort of tone. I think that could be a good thing. Come out and just take care of business right away with that just very business-like, determined, focused look. That's what I really want to see, especially right out the gate for the Pelicans because um, when healthy, when healthy, and it's been a big win or big if, uh, if healthy, big, big if, uh, they can be. I think they are talented enough to make some noise in the Western Conference. It's just a matter of staying healthy and then doing things that they can do. I'll be curious to see, like you said, with more, more secondary minor pieces mm-hmm. added uh, as opposed to any big move. Um, so clearly they're banking on their core is good enough. I guess we'll see if they're right this season. Yep. No doubt. Tell us about all the great programming over at Fox 8, your award-winning uh, blog and what will be an award-winning podcast and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, uh, every night at 10.35 on Fox 8, we have a different uh, 
different show with the exception of um, Saturday night. Uh, tonight will be Fox 8 Overtime, so check that out as well. Um, a podcast, the Fox 8 Overtime podcast, you can uh, download, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff uh, on our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcast. And then our my blog, the After Further Review blog on fox8live.com. And follow me on Twitter at Sean Fox 8. Hey, Sean, one more question before I let you go since i got a couple minutes. Um, the Alave arrest last night, I, I, I didn't even mention it today yet because I don't think it's a big deal. He was speeding. He wasn't under the influence. Again, he did, was it a 75 and in, in, in a 35, something like that. Obviously, again, you're going to go to jail, get a ticket. Uh, what's your take? i got about a minute and a half. Yeah, not good. Uh, I, I mean, I, you can't you can't do that. I mean, come on. I mean, that's that's. I mean, reckless operation of a vehicle, seventy and a thirty-five. People driving thirty-five miles an hour. It's clearly an area where people aren't driving that fast. People go that fast. It's clearly, you know, public safety is certainly an issue um, when when you do something like that. Got to be smarter, man. He's got to be smarter. He's had a rough rough stretch over the last yep. uh, couple games and a couple weeks, and this is obviously an off the field issue. He's got to. Um, he's got to get that under control. Um, I don't. I don't foresee a suspension coming. I guess. No, I guess we'll have to wait and see when it comes to NFL mm-hmm. discipline. But um, Chris Olave's got to focus. He's got to get. He's got to. He's got to figure it out because it just feels like um, it, it, it's. It's been a rough stretch for him. So he's got to be smarter than that, and hopefully he will be. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate your your time every week, as always. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, bud. There he goes, Sean Vazan of Fox 8 Sports, doing a great job over at Fox 8. All right, again, don't forget about uh, my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you are looking for a generator for your home or business, think Burkhardt. Uh, they are the experts. Uh, right now it takes about uh, two weeks to get a permit in Orleans. It takes about a week from the surrounding parishes to get a permit for a generator. Uh, once Burkhardt gets that permit for you, they're ready to roll. They can get that generator in your home, uh, in the backyard of your home or your business uh, with, within two weeks. Uh, at Burkhart, they handle everything for you. Planning permits, inspections, you don't do anything except, again, uh, pick the generator you want for your home. And they, they they guide you through that. Jason Burkhart will come out to your home or your business, sit down with you, do a consultation, show you your options when it comes to a generator to make sure, again, that you know, your home has power when the power goes out in your neighborhood. Uh, at, at Burkhart, they, they, only, they only do a fantastic install for you. They offer you, again, emergency service as well as maintenance service. They have a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need. They have Generac generators ready to install in your home or business right now in their warehouse in Mandeville. They can, you can finance that generator over time if you'd like. Or again, remember, you get that new install quality check after one month, which means a, a generator team member will come out and show you how to operate the system. At Burkhart, they do everything for you when it comes to generator sales and service. Increase your property value, get that peace of mind and know them. Then when the power goes on in your neighborhood, your power will stay on. When it comes to travel events, you, you make the decision whether you want to stay behind because you'll have power. Or again, if you evacuate, you know you don't have to empty out the refrigerator and freezer because your power will stay on. You don't have to worry about those perishable items spoiling uh, and having to clean that up. And also, again, you come back a little bit quicker as well because you know you'll have power. Uh, it's the best investment we've ever made in our home. It's a Generac generator from Burkhart. If you're interested, give them a call right now. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. 
Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This report is sponsored by Take 5 Car Wash. Take 5 Car Wash is perfect for people with high standards and little patience and dirty cars that they want to get clean. With a range of quick and easy wash options, Take 5 Car Wash is the place to go to get a five-star clean. Visit Take 5 Car Wash today. Really slow on the Causeway Bridge northbound right now. Accident is at mile marker 11.7. The right lane is blocked, so stay to the left as you're heading Causeway Bridge northbound. 11.7, right lane blocked there. Very slow and backed up. The delay is, it's taken about an hour. It's uh, over 50 minutes, almost an hour right now. Slow traffic eastbound I-10 from 610 to Downman. Also stop and go 610 east between Broad and the I-10 merge. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. I want to thank Sean Fazana, Fox 8 Sports, for joining us on the program. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Come up in hour number two, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Alave arrest last night. Also, again, the Pelicans. Uh, then we'll be joined by Fletcher Mackle of uh, Channel 6 Sports at 535. And uh, we'll talk mostly Pels with him, but we'll talk Saints, LSU, and Tulane. All that coming up here on the program. Don't forget, Les East joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Make sure you tune in for that. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to the program. We'll be right back after these messages. Stick around, won't you? I've been on the right trail, but I must keep the wrong call. Hitters in a bad place, and I wonder what's good for. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. My head is in a bad place. 
contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM on your radio dial. Don't forget so many ways to catch our program now. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. It's a free download for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, don't forget about our social media platforms. We post our podcast after every program. We post, again, uh, our TV show as well as, again, um, uh, we give you 
great uh, articles out there that uh, have a bearing on what's happening in the city and, of course, with our sports teams, uh, a lot of uh, of uh, opinions. And, of course, we also promote our sponsors. So, please, join us on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on X, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and we're now on threads as well. Uh, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find that easily. This week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, my good friend Les East of CrestedySports.com, Saturday Down South, will join us on the program. Uh, we'll talk Saints, LSU, Tulane, and Pelicans. All that coming up on Thursday at 1 o'clock on uh, WLAE-TV with our live broadcast, live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube channel. And then here come the rebroadcast. Set your DVR for your your favorite rebroadcast. You'll never miss the show. That's 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's WLA-TV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. That's statewide. 10 o'clock on WLA-TV. 2 o'clock in the morning, every Saturday morning at uh, on WLA-TV2. And then also 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television every Saturday afternoon. Always at EricAsher.com. Always on our social media platforms. And always on the WLA-TV YouTube page. All right. I want to thank Sean Vazan for joining us on the program in the first hour. Fletcher Macker will join us at hour number two. Uh, don't forget, and that's at 5.30 this afternoon uh, for those folks that will be uh, looking for uh, for Fletch. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. And I tell you all about about this, uh, uh, you know, pretty much a, a couple times a week because I think it's important. We do it uh, here at our home. Sinus service agree with Burkhardt. I give you the peace of mind of knowing that Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your air conditioning heating systems. And, look, it makes it easy. You get, every, everybody's got a very, very busy life, okay? I mean, even trying to keep track of kids, school, uh, business, if you own a business, if you're working for a business, again, just your personal life, you know, dealing with, again, you know, what, 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 uh, just the everyday life. It, it's, it's hard to remember things, uh, you know, like, like, again, having your air conditioning system uh, uh, or your heating system inspected. At Burkhart, they do everything for you. They contact you to let you know when it's time to schedule that fall or winter inspection, and that is critical, especially if you have a gas heating system, to have that inspected and cleaned by a professional before you crank that up for the winter months. And then your spring and summer inspection on your air conditioning system, which, again, goes a long way in making sure that AC will make it through, again, another tough summer. And, again, with summers hovering around 100 degrees now, uh, you're putting a lot of hours on that air conditioning system and a lot of work, a lot of wear and tear, uh, Making sure that Burkhardt comes out once a year to be able to clean that thoroughly, clean it, inspect that system will, will extend the life of that system. If you need emergency service, you move to the front of line service. You get the 10% demand uh, discount on demand emergency service. And because Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your air conditioning heating system, it's going to extend that equipment life, and it's going to operate safely. Also reduce your energy bills, and who doesn't want that? Uh, it's inexpensive, and it's a great way to be able to, again, extend the life of your air conditioning heating system and then have them working properly. Sign a server, service agree with Burkhardt today. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. I know a lot of people wondering, why didn't I speak about Chris Olave when I opened up the show today? That, that's a big deal. You know, your star wide receiver is, is going 70 and a 35 down Yoyeni. He was arrested, brought to jail. I, I've seen the dash, I've seen the body cam video of the Kenner Police Department uh, again, uh, and, and I wanted to comment on it. Um, first of all, no, I agree with Sean. There's no excuse to be going 75 and a 35. But again, look in the mirror if you don't speed. I'm just saying. Okay, people in this town speed. I, I drive around this town all the time. Hey, I speed sometimes, okay? Um, I'm not giving him a pass. But he was not under the influence of, of drugs or alcohol. Uh, 
He's treated the, the, the officer respectfully when, when, when they pulled up. It looks like, again, he was, he was stopped at his home, so he must have dri- you know, drove these cops to his home. He did mention that he was a saint, and, of course, the cops said, and what? You know, he wasn't real worried about the saint. Now, way back in the day, okay, when, when I was growing up, uh, you know, you might have got a pass for that if you were a saint. Uh, in, in today's world, with, again, body cams and everything else that's going on, you're not getting a pass, okay? You're not going to get a pass. Uh, it looked like there was a family member, maybe a, his father, uncle, uh, and then there was someone older that was there uh, that was at least listening to what was going on with the cops uh, when, when they were ex- explaining the rights to uh, to Alave, what he did. Now, the, the, the arresting officer said he was doing about 80, but he clocked him at 70 on the gun, so that's what they went with. Uh, and that is unacceptable. That is that is a residential area doing 80 and a 35. Uh, he's going to have to pay the ticket. It's unfortunate that he got arrested, but again, because he was so far at the speed limit, he got arrested. Um, he's had some issues. Look, he's got this little diva attitude going, but that has nothing to do with what's going on off the, off the field, okay? Uh, we Again, he's been, a, he, for the most part, he's been a solid citizen. We've not heard anything about Chris Olave getting in trouble, anything like that. He was speeding. And, um, you know, he'll have to pay the ticket. His insurance going to have to deal with it. I mean, everything that we, you and I would have to deal with going forward. I do not give him a pass for that. But, again, it wasn't like, again, the situation with Marshawn Lattimore when he was in the vehicle with, again, uh, a, a bunch of individuals who had police records. And, again, they had all had guns, including himself, right? A little bit different situation. A little different situation than we've seen in the past with Marcus May and others, again, with, uh, with, again, the, uh, with driving under the influence. He wasn't driving under the influence. He was speeding. So will there be a suspension from the NFL? No, there will not be. There have been other instances in the NFL where players have been caught speeding, not under the influence. They got their ticket. They paid their fine, and they moved on. Will the Saints do any type of discipline? I doubt it. They don't discipline anyway. So why would they discipline for, for, for a, a speeding ticket? So uh, at this point, it is what it is. It's a learning experience for Olave. Hopefully he understands that. The next time he goes to CVS and he is on his way home, he'll do the speed limit. But, uh, again, look, you know, um, it, I'm not giving him a pass for it, but again, it's it's, it's not something that, uh, that that would cause him to miss games, or again, something that you would have to be concerned about because maybe he ha- he has a problem, an issue. Okay, if he's got an issue, he's got he's got a lead foot, he's got a heavy foot. So there's that. So, you know, hopefully again, this is a little bit of a wake off up call for Chris Olave across the board. You know, again, I said this earlier. Look in the mirror. Every one of these members of these of this team, coaching staff, front office, even ownership, needs to look in the mirror because they're not performing up to the standards that, again, that were set uh, during the Peyton Breeze era and not performing up to, again, the talent they have on this team. So that's an issue. It's an issue. And it, it comes down to leadership. We can hear they got great leadership in the locker room, but, again, I'm sorry, every team needs leadership from the front office all the way down. And there, there has to be a reckoning when you're not playing up to your up to the standards or not playing up to your capability. And I don't know if there's a reckoning out there right now, okay? Uh, other than, okay, guys, let's get it together. We can do better, okay? We wouldn't have saw that during the Peyton era. Hell, we wouldn't have saw that in some cases during the Hassel era. And, and Hassel was a lot like Dennis Allen, okay? That's why, again, I, I really feel, again, I, I know today's play, professional athletes are a little bit different, but I'm sorry. If you have discipline, Again, if you, have, if you have a coach that is demanding, normally you're going to see an outcome that's going to be a positive outcome for your team and, and your franchise and your city. We're not seeing that right now. We've seen that before. We're not seeing that now. So hope Chris Olave learns from his, 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 uh, his bad choices. But at the same time, when you want to talk about it on the field right now and the problem they're having in that organization, 
it is a serious issue. And it also leads us to the Pelicans now. Um, if you've noticed, I've not talked about, 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 about what could be with the Pelicans this year because been burned by the Saints and the Pelicans too many times. On paper, I will say, this is a team that, that again, should vie for the Southwest Division Championship. Going to be difficult, right? Memphis is in that division. Um, and also should be, again, a team that doesn't have to be in the play-in, which should be in the playoffs. I mean, that's the type of talent they have on this team right now. But we've not seen that talent come together to be able to do that, and a lot of it has been because of injuries. I give a lot of credit to, Dan- to um, uh, David Griffin in the offseason, at least trying to, again, do something that, he, that, again, he ignored. And that is, again, listening to what the players had to say and then changing, again, what they're doing with the medical staff and the training staff. Hopefully that will pay dividends in the long run of, again, keeping players on the court. Because the previous regime, I thought, was, was, again, they treated these young players in a lot of cases like they did with the older players in Phoenix. And I never thought it worked out here, where they were overcautious with injuries. And I get it. Players in the NBA make a lot of money, especially when you start talking about your franchise-type players. You don't want to let them go out there and, again, re-injure something and have that be a, an injury that will linger, or maybe a career-ending, career-ending, pardon me. But this is an underachieving basketball team, and it has been. Did they do enough in the offseason? I don't think so. I think it was clear as day what they needed to do, and I think, again, when you look at the NBA, like you look at, the, again, the NFL, or you look at, the, again, college football or basketball or the major sports, it's an arms race. I'm sorry. you got to look across what's going on in your conference and your division and see, again, how teams are upgrading. And it could be fool's goal to just believe that if you stand pat – and your players are healthy, that all of a sudden you're a top four team. You might have been a top four team last year, but this year the West is better. And you didn't keep up with the Joneses. You went on and got Cody Zeller. I'm yawning. No disrespect to Cody Zeller. What's he going to do? Now, was he brought in for leadership? If that's the case, then that's the case. Temple's no longer with the team. He was one of the leaders on, on, in the locker room. Again, a guy that, again, that led by example. And look, look, Cody Zeller comes from the heat. And we know, again, that, that organization, how great that organization is in terms of discipline, expectations for their players, and playing that system, again, to, to, uh, to, uh, to getting them in, in NBA finals, right? But what can he do for you on the court? I mean, you're counting on Jordan Hawkins now to be Trey Murphy. When it took Trey Murphy a couple years to be Trey Murphy, Maybe George Hawkins is a prodigy. Maybe, again, he comes out immediately and starts paying dividends. He has to. You went out and you, and you got um, Matt Ryan, the, the former Laker, who, again, just you know, devastated the Pels. And I keep seeing it in my mind's eye, him just knocking down three after three after three and nobody near him uh, when the Pels really needed that game against the Lakers a year, uh, a year or so ago. And they couldn't even stop Matt Ryan. He can't shoot the basketball. Maybe he's the answer outside for a team that now is going to be shooting more three-point shots than we've ever seen because, again, uh, bringing in James Borrego and his offensive system. That's great if you've got, you got three-point shooters, but I don't think they got three-point shooters. McCullum is a mid-range shooter. Brandon Ingram is a mid-range shooter. 
Herb Jones up until now has been a mid-range shooter. They say he's worked on his three. Maybe he's knocking him down. Dyson Daniels hasn't proven that he can consistently hit the three in the, in, in the NBA yet. Najee Marshall's got a nice three, but not, not, not a consistent three. He won't be available for the first part of the season, at least the first few weeks. Neither will Alvarado. And uh, neither will Trey Murphy, who, again, won't be back until December. So, again, how did you get better? You're counting on Kyra Lewis to come in now and he'll be able to take some of Jose Alvarado's minutes. You're counting on Dyson Daniels to take the next step. Hopefully they do. If they do, then, all, then everything I'm saying right now is, is mute at this point. It's moot. You don't need to, again, so Valanchunas, I love him as a center. Does he match up with today's athletic bigs? And that's the reason why I said in the offseason, go get yourself an athletic big. You have to do that. There have been players on the market where the Pels could have, could have again, offloaded a player if necessary, or their future drafts that they've been hoarding. They didn't do it. Buddy Heal was out there. He's still an Indiana, in, in, Indiana Pacer. They didn't go out and get an athletic big like, again, we thought they would. They got Cody Seller. So, on paper, they're one of the best teams in the Southwest Division. On paper, they're one of the best teams in the West. But they have they done enough to keep up with the rest of the West? Right now, on paper, I say no. On paper, you're, you're counting on, again, Zion staying healthy. Brandon Ingram playing through injury. And C.J. McCollum continuing to play at a high level, even though he's getting a little bit older. That's a big ask. It's a big ask. I'm not sure, again, what we're going to see out of this team yet because they haven't, been, haven't proven they can stay healthy. And that's what you're banking on. That's what this organization is banking on right now, health. They're saying, we are a great team when we're healthy. But yet, again, the tail of the tape says you've not been healthy. And just changing the trainer, Changing the way you do things, is that going to make the big difference when it comes to, again, rehab, preventive injuries, preventing injuries, etc.? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. But there has to be some other players that have to emerge this season on this roster for this team to be where they were, which was considered a top-four team as we looked at the calendar changing last year from, 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 from 22 to 23 where they were at the top of the West. That means, again, Kyra Lewis, Jordan Hawkins, um, Alvarado's got to play better. E.J. Liddell's got to show up for him. Again, Larry, Larry Nance, you've got to squeeze something out of him again. Herb Jones has to be more than just a defender. Uh, you got to find a way to get Valanchunas involved, not just, again, in, in terms of, again, rebounding and, and, and scoring. Uh, you know, uh, uh, they're just a, just a lot. There, to me, there are more question marks than answers on this team right now because you didn't do anything in the off season to upgrade your roster for the most part. You're counting on a rookie and a journeyman. So that's one of the reasons why you haven't heard me throwing accolades and, and, and bouquets at the Pelicans so far. Healthy, yeah, they're one of the top teams in the West. I get it. Can they stay healthy? And why haven't they done anything to backstop that in case they're not healthy? So really, this comes down to this year is either get it right or pressure wash the organization. And that means, again, probably trading off a C.J. McCullough, a Brandon Ingram, and even a Zion Williamson. 
and maybe starting all over. Let me tell you something. That ain't working with the fans here. Okay? Fans see other teams, again, taking leaps, getting better as an organization. And right now it feels like this organization is running in place. Stagnant. We anticipate great seasons, but they don't come to fruition for one for one reason or another. Now, it looks like there's a more mature Zion Williamson. That, that, that could pay dividends. A more focused Zion Williamson. That could pay dividends. Zion Williamson is, is again, as everybody says, is, is one of one, right? He is that type of player. But the issue is, again, will we see a focused Zion Williamson for 82 games plus? Will we see an injury-free Zion Williamson for 82 games plus? Because that's the key to your season. Brandon Ingram can't do it on his own. Neither can C.J. McCollum. They're going to need all three of these guys working in unison to be, able to, get, to be able to get this team where it needs to be. And you need help. You need a supporting cast. And right now I'm saying they didn't do enough in the offseason to upgrade that supporting cast. And, again, counting on, again, somehow miraculously, you know, uh, having a healthy season could be fool's goal. So, on paper, this is a team that should make the playoffs, not the play-in. On paper, this is a team that should win their division, but you don't win on paper. And the Saints are living proof of that. And if they don't get it done, then you have to really start taking a hard look at this organization from the top all the way down. I'm talking from ownership all the way down. Because now that's two franchises in which you've got enough talent to, to be able to, again, to, to win and win consistently, and, 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 to, and again, to be vying for a championship, but you're not getting there. At some point, you have to look at Mickey Loomis. At some point, you have to look at ownership and say, okay, what are we doing wrong here? And this, this again, familiarity, almost incestuous situation you have out at, out at Nailon Drive of, again, because Tom Benson had his, his group that surrounded him, and, and they, they were great yes-men for him that all of a sudden, without Tom Benson there, without, again, a, a once-in-a-lifetime in a coach there in Sean Payton, that all of a sudden things are going are to remain the same, and they haven't. They've been in a downward spiral. No disrespect, but at some point, Mrs. Benson's got to step up and be the matriarch of this organization and start demanding more. Because the fans are demanding more. The fans expect more. Can't keep selling this bill of goods that uh, this is the year, this is the year, and then it's not. Because the fans are fickle today. You have too many other ways to, to be able to have, get your entertainment or, or spend your entertainment dollar. And a lot of people don't want to spend it on teams that, again, are not living up to the expectations. And I'm not talking about expectations from the media or the fan base, but I'm talking about expectations based on, again, what's in the building in terms of talent. And thus far, when you look from a talent standpoint, they have not lived up to the building, neither the Saints nor the Pelicans. So it starts all over for the Pels tomorrow night. I am hopeful, again, uh, for a great season, a healthy season. And that, again, this conversation we're having today, this, this monologue today is, is moot because the Pels did what they needed to do. But you can only go by history. And history tells us, again, that it's a roll of the dice. You're listening to Inside New Orleans.
I am your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about my friends over at New Orleans Tuxedo. If you are planning a wedding, why would you go anywhere else? Why would you want to want to have your, your wedding party spend more, spend sixty to hundred dollars more on the one-time rental of a tuxedo? At, at New Orleans Tuxedos, you can get a complete classic tux with any vest tie combination for ninety-nine bucks. That's right, ninety-nine dollars. Full dress tails are one hundred twenty-nine bucks. Whether you're planning to, to go to a formal event, maybe it's a Mardi Gras ball, maybe it's a coronation ball, maybe your son is getting ready for a, a dance for his school. And again, why would you want to spend sixty or hundred dollars more for the one-time rental of a tuxedo? And again, the national chains, the local chains, are even doing it online. Why buy a tuxedo that'll be out of style in a couple of years? Maybe it won't fit you. At New Orleans Tuxedos, they have all the latest styles and all the latest colors you want for your for your next formal event. And again, when it comes to weddings, check with the knot. Again, award-winning again uh, uh, award-winning service from the from the publication of the Knot each and every year. All the latest styles and color combinations that today's bride and grooms are looking for, and again, you'll do that at the lowest price in town. Ray Butcher will work with you, your wedding planner, to make sure again you get everything that you want for your wedding when it comes to again color styles, etc. When it comes to the formal wear. Why go anywhere else? Last-minute rentals, no problem. Keep you get the best price in town and keep your money local. That's New Orleans Tuxedos, 4959 West Napoleon, 486-5309. That's 486-5309. Get the right color, the right fit, and the right price for your next formal event at New Orleans Tuxedos since 1963. We'll be right back with Fletcher Mackle Channel 6 Sports. I'm Eric Asher. Don't move. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast 2 for $3 Biggie Bundles. Wendy's new Breakfast 2 for $3 Biggie Bundles lets you choose from your fave four, including a sausage or egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, or medium hot coffee. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Heavy traffic for you everywhere. Northbound 310 between LA 18 and LA 48. Right lane is closed as they do road construction. Of course, 55 southbound frontage road to uh, the Rudock area shut down due to cleanup. 55 northbound is now open from the I-10 to Rudock. Northbound traffic must exit at Rudock. Southbound must exit at the frontage road in Ponchatoula as well. So we are getting progress, but it is slow. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. If your vehicle is out of warranty or you're in charge of a fleet account for your for your for your business, why don't you bring your vehicles over to Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Uh, your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires. First of all, same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, same as ASC certified uh, technicians you get at the, at the dealership as well, and of course you're not getting those dealership sticker shock prices. You will save money bringing your vehicle to Southern Tire and having them services on maintaining that vehicle. The largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, all the major brands, every tire you're looking for is at Southern Tire. 
And a lot of those major brands are on sale right now. But, folks, something for everyone's budget, no matter what you drive. Go to southerntire.com. Check out the huge selection of tires they have for you. And, again, you'll be able to find out where those sales are as well. You have wheels and tires up to 30 inches. You can finance that over time if you'd like. Uh, they also will f- repair your damaged rims. Or if you're looking for new rims, they have a great uh, selection of rims for you. Uh, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. They have Saturday service for you as well from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. And you can bet rest assured that, again, a member of the Piazza family is on staff every day. Uh, Tony Sr., Tony Jr., Tony's daughter Jen, or Tony's wife will be at Southern Tire. So if you need to speak to a Piazza family member, they're there for you. Uh, Southern Tire. Check them out at southerntire.com. And, of course, again, Southern Tire. I've uh, been doing it since 1972. Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Ken Trahan inviting you to join me on Nash Icon 1061 FM Wednesday, November 1st from 6 to 7 p.m. at Signet Landing Restaurant, 415 City Street in West Ringo with former Saints quarterback Delvin Bro. With great food and prizes, November 1st, Signet Landing Restaurant on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks so much for being there. Joining us now on the program, Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. Fletch, how are you? I'm doing well, Eric. How are you? 
Doing great, Fletch. Thanks for the time, bud. Before we get started, tell everybody about the great show you got on a Sunday. Outstanding program. Folks should be checking that out every Sunday. Uh, your blog. Also, again, uh, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, I, uh, social media is X or Twitter or whatever it used to be. Um, at Fletcher WDSU, um, I obviously do things for our digital platforms, mock drafts you know, articles, things like that. But the main gig is TV, as you said, basically every day on WDSU. And then we have a Sunday night sports show that comes on after Sunday night football in our news called Game On. Um, and thanks for the nice compliment about it. Oh, really good show. Really enjoy it. Uh, and I think everybody should check it out. Uh, and again, look, like I said, set the DVR. If you can't get it that night, catch the DV, ch- ch- uh, set the DVR, maybe put a little bit, maybe a couple of shows after in case it runs a little bit long with a, with a football game. Uh, and it's, it's worth your time to check out. I think it's an outstanding show. Yeah. Fletch, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the, the, the Pels first. And um, look, I saw on, on paper, they're a very good, good basketball team. Uh, off season, they didn't add a lot when I thought they should have added maybe another shooter. They got Jordan Hawkins, but again, he's a rookie. They bring in Cody Zeller, uh, and, and not much more. I thought they should have been a more athletic big, maybe a veteran uh, sharpshooter. They didn't do that. They decided to stand pat, hoping that they could stay healthy. Um, when you look at the West, the West has gotten better, man. Other teams, teams have, other teams have loaded up, um, and, and yet the Pels decided to stand pat. Um, Give us, nobody breaks this down like you do when we talk about NBA basketball. You look at the league. You look at the team. Have they done enough to keep pace, in your opinion, uh, with, again, the, the upgrades in the West? Sure. I mean, because here's the reason why. A year ago, they ascended to first place in the Western Conference. When Zion Williamson got hurt, they were in second place in the Western Conference. They were right there with Denver and Memphis, who finished one and two, clear of Sacramento, who finished three. So... When you say have they done enough, this is the unfortunate thing when you talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. We just don't know. I mean, do you realize in the season and a half since C.J. McCollum got here, C.J. McCollum, Zion Williamson, and Brandon Ingram have played 12 games together. When we've seen them together with Herb Jones, with Trey Murphy, who will eventually be back from injury, with the high-level role players like Larry Nance and Jose Alvarado, they're pretty good. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They're a really solid basketball team. But can they stay healthy for the long haul? And the biggest question to me is, in the regular season, if Zion – look, I tell people this all the time. Zion is not a perennial all-star. Zion is a perennial MVP. Zion, if he could play 70 of 82, which would be a monumental achievement because he's always hurt, he is in the same conversation with Giannis, with Embiid, with Jokic and with Luka. He is one of one and not a perennial. He's a perennial all-star just being on the court. He's a perennial MVP if he could stay healthy. But again, that's the big question. So have they done enough? Well, last year they were supposed to have done enough, and it looked like they were going to be a pretty good team. Then Brandon Ingram gets the toe contusion, which insanely kept him out 30 games, and Zion suffers a hamstring injury, which shut him down for – 50-plus games in the rest of the season, which is mind-blowing. So I think as they are now, look, I've covered, thanks for the compliment again, about covering the NBA since since the league relocated back here in 2002. That's when I started working at WDSU, right. and I do love covering it. I've covered a lot of bad basketball teams. I covered an 18-64 and 64 basketball team. I've covered a lot of teams that were void of talent or teams that you knew had one or two good players but certainly didn't have the depth to be really good. 
This is not one of those teams. Willie Green's a good coach. James Borrego is an awesome associate head coach. They've got stars in Zion, in B.I., in, in a fringe star in C.J. McCollum. They've got high-level role players in, in, in Trey Murphy, in Herb Jones, in Larry Nance, in Jose Alvarado. They've got young guys like Dyson Daniels and maybe Jordan Hawkins. I mean, they've got pieces to, to make sure they are a top-four team, but the biggest question is, can they stay healthy? Now, if they're healthy, they're a top-four team. Once they get into the playoffs, I still think their lack of shooting could hurt them, but to me... In the regular season, if they're healthy, they're clear of the play-in, and they're one of the top four or five teams in the Western Conference. Let's talk about lack of shooting because you bring in Borrego again as a um, a coach that uh, you know again wants his 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 teams to be able to shoot the three-point shot. But yet, how many three-point shooters do they have really have on this team? Well, not many. I mean, that's, look, it's one of those things. The Pelicans were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. Um, the guys that they drafted and acquired, C.J. McCollum, can shoot them, but is more of a mid-range guy. Brandon Ingram is, is, is a mid-range you know, assassin, so to say. That Can he shoot threes? Yeah, but I mean, he, he's you know, much better in the mid-range and getting to the rim. Zion is a honing missile to the rim who is historic at the rim. Trey Murphy, to me, was poised for a monumental year and a leap forward because the open looks he would get playing with Zion. Um, I still think he's going to have a strong second half of the season, but the knee injury, that's a setback for them. Um, and then, look, Jordan Hawkins is a rookie. How much can they put on a rookie to come in and say, hey, you be that knockdown shooter? Jose Alvarado's a nice shooter, but he's injured right now. And, and then, look, they just got a guy named Matt Ryan to help him space the floor a little bit, but he's a journeyman right. shooter. And so that, that's going to be their big problem. I'll say this, though. I think in regular season games, they can do enough, even if they lose the math game, so to say, because there's going to be nights that they, they play a Golden State that shoots the lights out in, or that mm-hmm. plays a Mavericks team with Luka and Kyrie that just starts jacking them up nonstop. And, right. and they're, going to lose the math, they're going to lose the math game on some nights. But I think that if Zion's healthy in playing at the level he's capable of, they're so efficient at the rim. I, I just think that they're going to win a lot of regular season games. My biggest concern is in a seven-game series when teams really expose weaknesses, that's when I think they could have some issues for, for shooting in, in, in a seven-game series if they get the wrong matchup in, in a playoff series. But again, I'm getting way ahead of myself. It's October, and I'm talking about right. April. So, but that mm-hmm. is that, that's going to be a big question mark. All it is a question long, mark. Is where does you know even with Trey Murphy back? I don't know if they have enough shooting. But when Trey Murphy comes back, that should help them out a little bit. But it, to me, it's a problem. But it's not as big of a problem during the regular season. It becomes a massive problem in in the postseason where all weaknesses are exposed. It sounds like Zion is going to be more of a ball handler this season. How does that work? this i don't know if it sounds like i I disagree with that a little bit i I think that brandon ingram is going to be more of the point guard and i certainly think zion is going to have the ball in his hands Mm -hmm. but i think you're going to see zion playing if anything more center in small ball lineups this year i think that they're going to they're going to try to free him up for cuts and in pick and rolls playing like a small ball center role like I, i certainly think you're going to see point zion that we've seen in the past but i think last year they went more of point Zion, and then when Zion went out, you saw Brandon Ingram, when he got back, become the main facilitator. I just have a feeling that you're going to see 
B.I. become more of the, the main facilitator with C.J. McCollum as the secondary guy and Zion absolutely positively when they stagger their minutes is going to handle the ball. But I don't know. I think if anything, we're probably going to see a little less of point Zion and more center Zion um, this year than, than we have in the past. Is that why they didn't go after an athletic big? No, I mean, I'll say this. I think I don't know about an athletic big. I, I think they needed a floor-facing big. And, look, Jonas can shoot him a little bit, but I do think they probably right. could have used Larry's not a shooter. Jonas can shoot him, but he shoots like one or two a game. You know, mm-hmm. Kelly Olynyk is a floor-facing big. I, I'm surprised that they didn't go get a floor-facing big that could space for Zion when they have him at the five and won't mm-hmm. clog up the paint. Because, like, even if you want to play Zion at the five in some small ball lineups, like, I'm still curious to see who do they play, like, with him. Do they play Larry with him to protect him defensively? You know, like, who do they – do they put this new guy, Matt Ryan, out there as a small ball four, like, to space the floor with him? So, I, again, I'm not saying Zion, like, at the five isn't the – I don't think that's the main reason they didn't, you know, get, like, a, a, a more floor-spacing big. I, uh, I just think they couldn't find the right deal. I mean, I, again – there wasn't a lot of movement out there for role players and fringe players. A lot of teams want to win, and a lot of teams stood pat and didn't make a lot of moves this offseason. And so the Pelicans were kind of locked into the team they had. But all, all training camp, and I've been out there you know, a half a dozen times so far mm-hmm. talking when we have a chance to interview the coaches and players, that's one sure. of the things they've talked about is Zion is like a small ball center. So tomorrow night, I do think that's something you're going uh, to see more of is him you know, in a lineup with a lot of small guys around him. Realistic win total and where they will finish in the Southwest and also in the West. Well, let me say this. If, if they're healthy, anything not clear of the play-in is a failure. That if they're, if they're any worse, if they, get, if they get 60 or 65 games out of Zion and B.I. and they're in the play-in, it's the, the year is, is, is a failure. Like, that is... I mean, you can't have that happen. Like, if you get your two stars healthy, and this is the team they built, they've got to be, you know, to me, somewhere in that top six. A, a massive success would be ascending all the way to two or three. The Kings got up to three last year. Um, you know, Memphis was two. If, if Memphis is dealing with John Morant suspended for 25 games, Stephen Adams injured, you know, if you can move up to what, you know, those teams did last year, basically what you did the first month or two of the season – before mm-hmm. January, when you were one or two in the West, if you can maintain that all year, that would be a monumental success. And, and look, winning championships is the ultimate goal, but if this team could make a deep run in the playoffs, it would be a step in the right direction to show, hey, look, when we're healthy, we're pretty good. And in the things that they've been building, you're starting to see kind of, you know, grow into, you know, a, a strong foundation that can possibly create some sustained success here. But to me, it, now, again, if they deal with injuries, all bets are off, just like last year. If they deal with injuries, they're probably a play-in team in the West because the West is so deep. But if yes. their guys are healthy, they, they better be somewhere in that three to six range, clear of the play-in. Fletch, talk about the Saints uh, post-mini buy. Um, obviously, again, a lot of breakdowns on the offense. Uh, a lot of people that, that are in, they're in our business that are breaking down the offense and showing you where problems are. J.T. O'Sullivan just had a great breakdown uh, on, on, on his show. Um, 
What do you think they did in the mini-buy that, that would give the fans hope that we will start to see this offense play up to its capabilities on the type of talent they have on this offense? Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, no, sorry to interrupt you. Um, I mean, here's the thing. You know, Dennis Allen said yesterday they had some conversations. I certainly think, and again, I think that they're all frustrated because they know on paper what they could be. They know they have a pretty good team. But you, it's just so frustrating because Carr was supposed to kind of be that missing piece that brought it all together. And if anything, they're, they're worse than what they were with Andy Dalton and Jameis. Um, and so I, I think that the big thing that they had to talk about was act what we're doing because you know physically you know from a schematic point and a physical ability standpoint it's not like they're going to tell Derek Carr who's your player you know hey we gotta you know do this physically or Alvin do this I mean Alvin Kamara is who he is Derek Carr is who he is so I do think it's more of a homework type session of we have to understand the offense we have to find some synergy we have to continue working at it and practicing it and then the biggest takeaway for me was, is you mentioned the J.T. O'Sullivan video, which was fantastic. If people haven't seen it, go Google J.T. O'Sullivan, Derek Carr. J.T. O'Sullivan's a former you know, backup quarterback with the Saints and in the NFL who does breakdowns now, and he just eviscerated Derek Carr and the Saints about how bad they are right now. Um, the biggest thing is the body language, the finger pointing, what's going on that you see that really shows that they're unraveling on the field with, you know, guys showing up the quarterback, the quarterback showing up the players. To me, that's something they can control. Dennis can control that and say, you know, don't throw your hands up in frustration, put your head back and get into the huddle. Derek, don't yell at these guys. You know, they're not doing their job and you're not doing your job. Don't yell at them. And so that's what they can control. What they can't control is, and this is my biggest concern, 35% 35% of the season is gone. 40% of the season is gone. We're seven games in to a 17-game season here right now. Can they all of a sudden find that synergy, or are they what we have seen through seven games, an inconsistent group that just can't figure out the offense, can't get on the same page? You know, that's my biggest concern is we're hoping for something that's just not going to materialize overnight this year. Um. When you look at the defense, defense has struggled a little bit, um, but for the most part, that is the the bedrock of this team. Uh, what do you need to see out of them in the in, in the in the last ten games? I mean, I'd like to see them back to what they were doing earlier in the season. Um, you know, obviously they've had some games where things got away from them a little bit, uh, specifically against Jacksonville. Um, but uh, again, how much do you put on the defense? I mean, you know, the defense continues. To, to play at a high level, and I think is a really good unit. So I would certainly like to see Cam Jordan, you know, start racking up sacks. A couple of years ago, he had a slow start, and then he really turned it on and finished strong. So while Carl Granderson has pick, picked up a lot of the sacks, and, and Cam does have quarterback pressures and hurries, I think I'd like to see Cam Jordan involved, hopefully more in, in the sack game, so to say, getting his numbers up in that category. Um, other than that, I'm not like looking at Dennis's defense and saying, boy, this is where they've led. I mean, the defense is still top 10 in, yep. in most off, most of the defensive mm-hmm. categories and metrics. So to me, keep doing what they're doing, but it's just sometimes it's so hard when the offense goes three and out, you're just putting guys out there gassed nonstop. And at a certain point, I just, I start feeling bad for the, 
um, for the defense. It was kind of like, you know, back when the, the Breeze teams, when he's like in yeah. 08, he threw for 5,000 yards. And right. it's like the Saints, the Saints had to win every game that year in a shootout, and Breeze had to throw for 404 touchdowns just to keep <laughs> a minute because the defense was so bad. And, and right. at a certain point, it's like it's just too much to ask. Like, it's like, what more do you want to see from the offense? It's like, I, I don't know, what more, what more do I have to see? Like, the, the defense, I'm not trying to say they're the best in the NFL, but for the last couple of years, like you said, they've been the, the backbone of this franchise the last few years. Uh, like, just keep doing what they're doing. It's truly the offense that needs to get it together. Hopefully they will, no doubt. Fletch, thanks for the time as always. One more time, tell us about Game On, what you got coming up for us at Channel 6 Sports, and how folks can follow you on social media. Yep. Game on, obviously, St. Colts this weekend. Pelicans home opener on Saturday. And then uh, Tulane at Rice. A lot of coverage on that. Uh, I am on social at Fletcher WDSU. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate the time as always. There it goes, Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. That's right, after-hour services available for you. Whether, again, you're in, the, you're in the middle of the winter and your heating system goes down, or, again, in the middle of the summer and your air conditioning system goes down. If you need help, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. After-hour service where a Burkhart employee will answer the phone and dispatch a Burkhart, um, they certified technician out to your home or business to get you up and running. If you have not cleaned your heating system for the upcoming winter months, now's the time to do it while we have, again, this little bit of a warm snap that we're having right now in October. Uh, again, uh, Burkhart will come out, thoroughly clean and inspect your system, repair any problems that you have. So again, you can uh, have the peace of mind of knowing that, again, that Burkhart has gone in and taken care of your, your heating system so you don't have any problems with uh, carbon monoxide poison or fires going forward. Air conditioning, Air conditioning had to work hard during this this summer, and we're still using it, probably using it into November. So, again, if your AC's not working, Burkhardt will be out to get you up and working, only doing the work that's necessary. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, a company I've trusted for decades. You can as well. That's AC Promise. Um, that's acpromise.com. I'm Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget, coming up next is Jude Young with All Access right here on 106.1 FM at 6 o'clock. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? Uh, I think you're missing the point, bud. 
The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Our pets are our loved ones and also our best friends. When they pass away, New Orleans Pet Cremation Service will handle everything for you. We offer 24-hour home removal as well as free pickup from your local veterinary hospital. Pet cremation starting as low as $199. Simply give us a call at 504-218-5554 or go to NewOrleansPetCremation.com. That's NewOrleansPetCremation.com. Celebrating life. This report is sponsored by Audible. Escape with the best stories of the year on Audible. Hear celebrity memoirs, mysteries, true crime, sci-fi, and more. Ignite your imagination with audiobooks, podcasts, and originals. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at audible.com. Good afternoon. I-310 northbound running very, very slowly. There is construction between LA-18 and LA-48 that is giving us big delays Right now, uh, right lane is blocked with road construction. Uh, northbound I-310 from US-90 to I-10 is taking 66 minutes. It's almost an hour delay through that area. Uh, 55 is now open from the I-10 to Rudock. Northbound traffic must exit at Rudock. At least we have that. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. All right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. That's it for me. Jude Young is next with all access at 6 o'clock. I want to thank Sean Vazan of Fox 8 Sports for joining us on the program. Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports for joining us on the show. Don't forget Les East will join me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week from CrestCitySports.com and Saturday Down South. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the program. Thanks so much for giving us again, whether you're listening over the airwaves or you're on 106.1 FM, whether you're listening uh, on our digital platforms. Again, maybe it's online or, again, our podcast. We appreciate you tuning into the program. Thanks so much. Please spread the word. Also, again, want to thank the sponsors that sponsor our program, each and every one of those sponsors. We appreciate each and every one of them. Hey, to find out more, go to ericasher.com. There's a slideshow the sponsors sponsor our program. Click on the icon of your favorite sponsor. It'll take you right to their website makes it so easy for you again everything you need to know about those sponsors right there for you at ericasher.com all right again uh, special thanks to uh, fletcher mackle and also to um uh to sean vazan tomorrow is wednesday scott craig is back from vacation he will rejoin us on the program tomorrow tomorrow's katie's day and as always new orleans thanks so much for listening have a wonderful evening remember jude young's up next i'll see you tomorrow straight up four o'clock from the dog catch of the governor that includes the man they all gotta go Alone, I swear.